Hi, I'm Jonathan Alexander. And I'm Elena Getzenberg. And you're listening to Panthers Tracks. All right, so, you know, season finally wrapped up. You know, I'm not going to lie, it felt like forever. <laughs> yeah, it's finally ended. Uh, the Panthers finished the season 5-11, and 11, locked up the number eight pick in the NFL draft. Uh, you know, they came into the season with a lot of low expectations, and, you know, there were some good moments, but there were also some bad moments. Um, you know, what what were your over, overall impressions? What did you take away with it? And I'll add my two cents after that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we've gotten one day. I think, it'll, you know, more will come as we have some distance from this season, as I think, you know, we talked to Matt Rule yesterday. He kind of had the same idea. He wants to take a step back and look over things before they make big decisions. But, I mean, I think it was – I wrote about this for Sunday. I think it was a what I thought without Christian McCaffrey – the amount he was absent that they would have had a much worse record and would have looked worse on the field. So I think it was overall a successful season. Um, There's definitely a lot of areas they have to look at fixing Um, quarterback to me is number one, but you know, I think the defense looked a lot better than I expected at times. So overall to me, I think the big impression is it was better than expected. Um, They still have a lot of things to improve but you know there's some good takeaways like it's not all like oh my god they need to keep rehauling like there's stuff to build upon but I mean the question at quarterback is going to be huge and adding there's some there's some positions that like they need new pieces or I think you know they won't be able to take a step forward so some red flags but I also think some like big things to build upon especially on the defensive side of ball going into the offseason yeah, in their defense, they didn't have Christian McCaffrey. You can't plan for that, but injuries happen in the NFL season. Um, Christian McCaffrey was definitely their best player. The offense struggled, and you know when it was supposed to be their strongest unit. And I thought the defense uh, was definitely um, more often than than the offense, uh, the stronger of the two units. You know they had the impressive performance against the Lions, a shutout. You can't do anything better than that. Uh, the impressive performance in the second half against the Packers. Um, and, you know, they had a good showing against uh, Washington's football team. So I think that there were a lot of positives there. You can see that young core building. You know, you got a lot of young players there. Um, Derek Brown, rookie. Jamie Chin, impressive rookie. Brian Burns, second year. I still can't even believe that, you know, just how good he can possibly be. Even Dante, even Dante Jackson had a And he's good so young. He's only year three. Um, so – you know, the, the Panthers have a lot of pieces um, that they can continue to build around uh, for next year. But that offense definitely is a serious concern. Teddy Bridgewater had his opportunity to really show that he could be that guy, consistent starter. And unfortunately, he didn't do that. And I think that's going to definitely hurt him. You know, to me, it's, you know, Matt Rule mentioned that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was hurt. You know, he didn't look the same after he was hurt. I thought also his confidence was a little shook. I mean, when he got into those late game situations, you never really felt like he was going to do it. I mean, you could kind of give him some credit for the Vikings, um, the ending where he could have, you know, done it there to get him to that 54 yard field goal. But the drive before that, he struggled through a bad pass. 
so I I think that Teddy didn't look like a very confident quarterback there at the end. His numbers definitely dipped. Um, so, you know, they really have to address the offense in this draft, I believe, um, but continue to build on the defense. And, you know, I think Matt Rule kind of expressed that they want to get some veteran players because they were super young on defense. Um, so, you know, overall, you know, pretty good. Definitely better than expected. I, I do want to say, though, that I correctly – predicted the five and 11 <laughs> I, I feel very proud now what happened during the season did not go as expected but the record uh was correct credit where credit's due you should absolutely i picked them four <laughs> and 12 so you you win that one <laughs> absolutely yeah i think what you just said i think is like interesting too to point on the like teddy's like decline like you wouldn't have gone into the season being like yeah Teddy Bridgewater is gonna look good through the first half and then kind of like look good better maybe is a better you know he looked better in the first half of the season than the second half of the season for sure and Matt Rule said that too Teddy kind of you know like everyone's alluded Mm -hmm. to it um so I don't know if it's you know you mentioned confidence um injuries I think have Matt Rule pointed to but but yeah, I mean, I don't think – I think the Christian McCaffrey argument, like you said, like I think your starting quarterback – no, he he would absolutely look better with Christian McCaffrey on the field, 100%. But your starting quarterback, you should be able to trust to lead your team um, without Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. Like he yeah. should – You, sh- I, I don't think at any point I think I would have – I felt confident in Teddy's ability to like win a game, which we saw. So I think – yeah, the whole thing. But yes, you you got the record on. But I think like I went into the season kind of thinking the offense would start off slow and then get better. And that never happened. Like they never yeah. improved from the first half of the season. They went the opposite yeah. direction. Absolutely. I, I was totally wrong on what was going to happen. Not even pick the wrong <laughs> name for them to lose to win. I just, I just happened to get the record. That doesn't mean anything. But anyway, so, Absolutely. you know, I, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, Teddy definitely. You know, he had he had I think he had quality enough weapons in DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. and Curtis Samuel to to you know have a better performance than than he did. You know they they couldn't punch the ball in the end zone. I think part of that definitely should be placed on Joe Brady for his play calling. But Teddy had some culpability. I, I think one of the biggest things knocks on Joe Brady was that I couldn't understand throughout the season why they never established the run. You know I know Mike Davis isn't Christian McCaffrey, but they there were games where they rarely ran the ball, and and this is during the time when Teddy was struggling. So I, you know, I I think Joe Brady has some um, blame there, um, but you could see. I like, also think, I think mm-hmm. with that too, the one thing to point out is their offensive line. I think they got mediocre guard play for much mm-hmm. of the season. Like I think their guards were fine <laughs> like yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. like so I do think you know sometimes the offensive line they were fine this season like I don't think they had a bad year but I think sometimes it's hard and they should have run the ball more I agree with you but I think sometimes when the offensive line isn't playing super well that can cause a variety of issues yeah absolutely and the other thing I was gonna say were well you really can't you really can't excuse Teddy because you know Week 17, Drew Brees didn't have his old running back room, didn't have Michael <laughs> Thomas, uh, and he still threw three touchdowns against the Panthers. So you really, you know, and, and you know, the Saints' defense is definitely better than the Panthers' defense. You know, I, I, I'll give you that. Saints is, you know, top five in the league, I think number four. But, you know, 
Teddy Bridgewater has to have better showing. I think he kind of proved, unfortunately, that he isn't the right answer, you know, for this team long term. Yeah, um, and I think that leaves them in an interesting spot with the eighth overall pick, and you know, they're right now in the process of interviewing or. I should say they're interviewing and requesting to interview a variety of guys around the league. And I think, um, I mean, it's Matt rules and David Tepper's team and whoever they pick, you know, Matt's kind of said this, David Tepper said, this is going to kind of have to fit into what they're already building. So it's interesting to see who they'll pick, but you know, that's going to be the big decision, right? Is what you do with that eighth overall pick and how, I mean, Teddy's, going to be on this team next year it's just what other quarterbacks are on the team with him right I mean and mm-hmm. I don't know eight's going to be hard for you know a lot of the quarter good the good quarterbacks will be gone so yeah it's it's going to be interesting they have some big offseason decisions to make well if you um you know looking at at some of the mock drafts and you can go to it right now if you want um but it, say you were the GM and the coach uh picking and I'm gonna look up some just to make sure um, I am correct too. Who, what position would you pick? You, you don't have to say what um, guy, but as far as realistic looks at these uh, mock drafts, what position yeah. would you pick? If I'm staying at eight, if I would say if I was the Panthers, I would trade up. But <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah, I would at least think about trading up. Maybe I should say. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Offensive line is one I would seriously consider addressing um, because I don't think, say, um, you even you're going to draft a quarterback or maybe you sign a quarterback in free agency. I don't know, but you need a new quarterback. That offensive line is who's your left tackle? Who's your right tackle if you don't resign Taylor Moon? Like, there's so many questions that if there's a good offensive lineman there at eight, I would take Mm -hmm. him. Um, Tight end, um, Kyle Pitts is the one that like is going to get all the attention and he'll probably be available at eight maybe. So we'll see, but I think I wouldn't reach for a quarterback at eight. If there isn't a guy who's worthy of that pick. Yeah. I mean, let's say, um, which he'll probably Trey Lance is there and he does just some Mm -hmm. outstanding stuff because he didn't get a chance to play um, this year, but say he does some outstanding stuff in the combine and he shows like incredible improvement from this year. Then you know, I think maybe you give Trey Lance a, a chance. But I think if a great offensive lineman is there, um, I think the Panthers ought to choose that person. Um, you know, normally I probably would have said yeah. um, Micah Parsons because um, mm. Micah Parsons is ranked pretty high up there. At the same time, you know, I think that the Panthers, you know, if they choose to stick with them. Um, you know, Jeremy Chen uh, at linebacker, which they, which they indicated that they're going to consider moving him back to safety and seeing if he could go back into the box. I liked what yeah. Jermaine Carter did, and I think that hmm. they could, they would be fine not drafting a linebacker so high in the first round. Uh, I think Jermaine Carter was – I'm sorry. I think Jermaine Carter was good enough to give another year to see, you know, what more he could do for a full season. Um, yeah, Matt but, Rule was really high on him too. At the end, he's mm-hmm. pointed him out as someone who pleasantly surprised him, or like you know, surprised him in a good way. And I think that's interesting, though. Micah Parsons will probably be there at eight, and I think I agree with what you said, but I think he'll be really tempting. Um, he's a very yeah. good football player, and like 
they I I like Jermaine Carter, but I don't I he's not Micah Parsons, I don't think. So no. I think it'll be tempting. I do think um I think it'll be hard for them based on how they've talked about Teddy and everything. While we're saying, you know, don't reach for a quarterback, I think that's hard to not do if that makes sense like I think if there's a quarterback available at eight you don't know how often you're picking that high do they feel like a need to reach like I don't I don't know um do you move back in that situation if maybe he's worth your 15th pick I don't there's like a lot of questions but I do think it'll be interesting because they need to do something at quarterback and they're kind of in a really rough spot to do that in yeah, and I don't know that there are any – I did look at the list yesterday, and I don't have it off the top of my head, but there aren't any great options um, at quarterback on the market. I mean, Dak Prescott um, is going to, you know, be a free agent, but, you know, I would think it would be likely that the Dallas Cowboys would have re-signed him. You know, other than that, like any any really guys that you think um, are, are franchise quarterbacks um, that will lead your franchise, I, I don't know that there were – any there on that list? None stood out uh, to me. So you you know, if you don't choose a quarterback, then you you do risk that chance of you having a much better record next year and you can't get the quarterback that you want. Um, yeah. So you know, it's a it's a decision they have to make, but I don't think you you get somebody who is quite possibly he might not turn out. Um, you know, I think that's the knock against um, BYU Zach Wilson. Um, so, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll be talking yeah. about it for months. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For our second segment, um, another, you know, hot topic of discussion um, are, you know, the Panthers have 21 free or entered this offseason with 21 free agents, uh, potential Mm -hmm. free agents. Uh, The two biggest ones, Curtis Samuel and Taylor Moten. Um, And it's going to be an interesting offseason. Matt Rule even talked about it uh, the other day. Um, You know, Taylor Moten and Curtis Samuel are going to command pretty big contracts, um, you know, relative to what they're making right now, especially Taylor Moten. Um, and, um, you know, the Panthers are probably going to have some trouble signing um, one of maybe, I mean, maybe even either of them. Um, but, you know, I highly mm-hmm. doubt they could sign both of them just because of, of the cap situation with COVID. And, and, and the cap is supposed to drop it probably between 10 and 12%. Um, so, you know, that's going to make things a lot difficult, uh, difficult. But let's say you had to choose between Taylor Moten and Curtis Samuel. Who are you choosing and why? I'm, I would go with um, – and I'm actually – you know, Curtis Samuel, before I go into this, Curtis Samuel had a great week 17. And, like, good – like, he had his best season by far. Like, it's not – I don't think it's particularly close, just the way – the, if I have to give Joe Brady a, a big positive, like I think the way he used Curtis Samuel was the way Curtis Samuel should always have been used. 
And I think that was a huge positive. I think he had a great week 17. All that being said, I wouldn't pay him even if I could afford it. This is going to I wouldn't pay him if I could afford him and Taylor Moten, in my opinion, just because I think this also sounds a little harsh, but I think wide receivers are relatively easy to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Curtis Samuel can do a lot on the field, and I don't think he's going to get paid. Like, There's a lot of free agent wide receivers this offseason, so I think that's going to hurt him. I think someone will give him some money. I just think the Panthers have so many needs that I would address other areas. I don't think it's the priority. They have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore under contract. DJ Moore is going to need to get paid sooner rather than later, and I think they want to keep him. Um, He's played well. And, yeah, I just don't think – I think Taylor Moen, you do not get – he has played at 99 or 100% of the snaps the last three seasons. Like, he doesn't – that's what you want, and he's a good right tackle. I think re-signing him should be a priority – um, he's so the offensive line is kind of question marks. <laughs> I mean, three of the five starters are free agents, including Taylor. So I just think you don't find right tackles that often and resigning him to me is way more important than trying to bring back Curtis Samuel when you can get a cheaper wide receiver in the draft or you, I mean, they're pretty stacked. I mean, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are both under contract for next year and the offensive line is a huge question mark. So I'd prioritize bringing back Taylor. That being said, he's going to be really expensive. So I don't know if they can do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's four though, right? You know, Chris Reed, um, uh, John Miller, <clears throat> sorry, John Miller, Russell Cohn and Taylor Moon, right? Oh um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, you don't want to risk having to replace four offensive linemen, you know, if, if you can help it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think I think Taylor Moten is is the guy that I would choose, um, you know, to try to resign. Um, having said that, can they afford him? You know, we don't know. But now I was looking at the stats. Um, Taylor Moten had allowed only three sacks. Um, not no worries. Taylor Moten had allowed only three sacks uh, this season, which was tied yeah. for 28th in the league of all offensive linemen. Um, allowed only two penalties. Um, that's great. That's what you want in your offensive lineman. He was definitely their best one this year, uh, most most durable, uh, most consistent. Um, and and I think that the Panthers are going to have to. I mean, if if they can't keep doing this rotation, guys, you know, keep rotating guys out year and year and year, that doesn't develop any consistency. Um, yeah. and, you know, I, you know, in, in the past they've done that and they've had problems with, it. you know, I think it'd be good, um, you know, to try to, you know, keep Taylor Moten. I think Curtis Samuel's great, had a great year. You know, just like you said, I think he's, I, th- I think you can replace his production with somebody who's good. And, you know, he, Curtis Samuel definitely ran the ball and did other things other wide receivers can, but I mean, you, I think you can definitely find somebody, um, who can fill in what Curtis did. And and D, like you said, DJ Moore, I I think his ceiling. I was talking to somebody on Twitter. Um, I think his ceiling <laughs> is, is a lot higher than Curtis Samuels. Yeah. In my yeah, yeah. I also think the thing I think what you look at too with the offensive line is there's somewhat there's question marks when you draft anyone. You know, you never know what you're getting. And if you're say you're letting Taylor Moten move on and you're gonna draft a tackle, I mean, look what happened. They drafted Greg Little in the second round, and like he may not ever be their starting left tackle. Like no one has given an indication of Marty Herney drafted him. Marty Herney's gone. There's no one who's you know, there's mm-hmm. so you if you have someone who you know is consistent, 
I think I just think there's a huge there's a lot of incentive for trying to keep someone like that around. Um, and I also think when you're looking to next season, you're and this is kind of a dicey assumption, assuming that Christian McCaffrey is going to be healthy. And I think a lot of what Curtis Samuel, you know, some of what we saw was him replacing Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's role and doing like what Christian plays that Christian would normally do. So I just think like he's not as valuable if Christian McCaffrey is also on the field. Yeah. On the other hand, let's say if I was arguing for Curtis Samuel, you know, I think, you know, the fact that he was, you know, one of the most consistent uh, catchers on the team, I think he caught about 85% of his passes. He was definitely in the 80s, mm-hmm. or maybe 80. It had dropped down. I remember at one point it was 88 and it had dropped down. And, uh, you know, he yeah. was a, he was a beast on third down. Um, so he's super reliable. You know, Matt Rule called him, you know, you know, the type of player that he wants for his team. You know, he, he blocks. Mm-hmm. He does whatever is needed. You know, he runs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that if they could get Curtis Samuel, that would be great. However, you do, you know, run that risk of of, of having those holes in the offensive line, and I think that would be too too big of a, a burden to bear, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a strong argument for bringing Curtis back if he doesn't end up going for that much. Like, if he's mm-hmm. cheap, like, I think there's a strong argument because he is a good – I mean, he's a, like you just said, you put out some stats. He's a good wide receiver. I just think um, they're, with the cap going down, I think in a normal year, they might try harder to keep both. There yeah. would be more of an incentive. I mean, they we've talked about this. They've drafted Chris Samuel in the second round, you know, like, or a second, you know, like very high. He was a high yeah. draft pick. So, and there's a lot of players that got. <laughs> that you could argue they should have picked instead of him, which yeah. is a conversation for a whole other day. Yeah. But, you know, they did. They, they invested in him. So sometimes when you invest highly in a guy and he's playing well now, um, you want to keep him. But, yeah, the, it's just going to be a difficult cap year. Some hard decisions will be made all around. And, honestly, like, it, it very may well, they may not keep either of them just because if Taylor Moten gets money elsewhere, he will probably – Head in that direction, so it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Put this out on Twitter, um, <laughs> and I do need to shout out the person who got it right. But let's see if you can remember, and I'll make it a little tougher for you. I know you've seen it because Elena knows everything; she does her research. But I want to know if she can do it, do it from the top of her head. The Panthers have had. I don't think eight... I'll be able to. <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers have had eight top 10 picks in their history. Can you name all of them? And if you can't name all of them, I want you to tell me the years of those people too. Oh my God. <laughs> no <laughs> way. I don't even know if I can name all of them. I can name some. Um, okay. Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. I just put these eight picks out. So it's Jordan Gross, Christian McCaffrey. Oh my gosh. How do you say it? Tim, whatever. <laughs> With the long name. You know, I, I grew up in Charlotte and, and I grew up watching the Panthers. So I, I do know that. And I remember being a kid and just loving this name for some reason. And because it was just so funny. So I always remember it. Tim Biaka Batuka. It just, it's just. There you go. And I did not grow up in this area. So <laughs> I get a pass. I had, I'll be very honest. And this made upset Panthers fans. I had never heard of him before. Like yeah. I was like, who is this person? Um, well, Julius well, Peppers. If you're not from Charlotte 
and, and you didn't watch the Panthers growing up, you wouldn't know because Timbi Akabatuka, like I had to get Scott to remind me because I don't remember back that far. I just remember his name. That's the only thing about Timbi Akabatuka I remember. But Scott reminded me that he was the number eight pick, and then he, um, you know, didn't pan out because he had injuries. So there's really no reason for you to remember. I just remember him because of the name, Bianca Patuka. You, it's a great name. It's a great name. Awesome <laughs> the name. other eight picks turned out very well. I mean, Jordan Gross and Christian McCaffrey are pretty big success stories. So M- most most of the guys on this list. We're really, I mean, you know, you still need to see about Derrick Brown, but most of the guys on this list have been really, really good. Yeah, so, you know. Let me see if I think of any more. Oh, Carrie Collins, right? Right, yeah. Carrie Collins, correct. <laughs> the first one. How many of you missing? Carrie Collins, Timbiaco, you said Peppers, you said Gross, you said Cam. Oh, you're missing a big one. Luke? That you should, yes. <laughs> yeah. Is there Luke another? Uh, Derek Brown, Christian McCaffrey. No, they, that was it. So all Woo! those. So, so I, I did make. I did put a trivia out for the fans. I said the first person uh, to get it uh, gets a shout out on this podcast. The first person was Rodney Scarce. Um, he definitely pronounced his his name for me. Scarce, yeah, Rodney Scarce. Rodney actually has been following me since the UNC days. I remember his, his profile and some of the conversation back and forth. For, so shout out to you. Um, Rodney is a Panthers fan, a UNC Tar Heels fan, a Chicago Cubs fan. I may have to talk to him about that one. Um, mm. And a Dallas Mavericks fan and a NASCAR fan as well. So thanks for reading. We really appreciate you, Rodney. And congratulations on getting that right in so quickly. Can I point out one thing while we're talking about those, though? Look, uh-huh. at, everyone should think about those names, those top 10 picks. Only two of them were quarterbacks, you know? Mm. And then also, look at the production that, like you just said, those were almost all worked out, like, and yeah. were really productive players in Panthers history. So I just yeah. think everyone needs to calm down. We always say this, but like, I think yeah. they'll get talent. Wherever they end, if you know, if they end up sticking at eight, they're gonna get talent. It's just, I mean, you look at that list, and it's like those were also good. You know, it's hard to go wrong in the top ten, yeah. right? Like yeah, it's hard it to is. pick someone who's a, who's a bust. Yeah, if That's if you I pick somebody <laughs> who's a bust in the top ten, then there was something wrong with you, um, because there are a yeah. lot of you can get some really good talent in the top ten. So anyway, hey, I did we'll want to. Yeah, we'll see. I did want to say to, you know, the season's not over. We're going to be working hard for the next couple of weeks to figure out the GM search. But I did want to tell everybody who's listening now and who's read us to thanks. I really appreciate you all reading and supporting us and supporting local journalism. Um, it means a lot. Definitely means a lot to me because sometimes I really don't even, you know, it, it goes by me and then I get a compliment and then, it, you know, it makes me feel good. So really, definitely appreciate that and uh, and I'm sure I speak for Elena when I say that as as well. Absolutely. This is our first year on the beat together so we appreciate you guys supporting and we're going to it's going to be a busy off season so it's not like we're going anywhere but it's much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And uh you know, we'll continue to to bring you content. This isn't the last Panther Tracks episode podcast. We're still going to do this. So, um, Maybe we'll have some fun other kind of stuff in the off season too. kind of, we'll be able to spend more time on bringing you guys different stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So check back with us next week. 
Bye.